0: hi hi we did it again
1: <laughs> we did we're <laughs> two for i don't know very simple task of logging in <laughs> i'm just trying to figure out how much lemon i should put in this but that's hard. <laughs> it feels like a thing that if you mess up it's like vinegar it's like the consequences are really bad
0: they're going really, be really bad yeah I am cheating and just using lemonade.
1: Hey guys, welcome to Theology on the Rocks. Also, we are welcome. all going to now make fun of Christy because she, earlier today, we were, were making a drink that has lemonade in it, spoiler, and I was like, oh, I've got some, like, lemon juice and some sugar, you know, do it the old-fashioned way. Christy well, the recipe like, calls for that. It's like, make your own lemonade. Yeah, I'm doing that. You're I'm, not. It's fine. I'm not. <laughs> just we're just gonna point that out. But also, she was like, Well, I'm kind of cheating because my lemonade has elder in it. <laughs> <laughs> and I almost died. <laughs> uh, how bougie that sounded. I was like, I don't think that's cheating, Krusty. I think you just served. Posh B, <laughs> I've like leveled up the drink, but I feel bad about it. You do. You're like I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> As I'm just, I'm dumping sugar into I this. Mean, you can probably I, hear it. Like it's a bag of sugar.
0: What happened was that yesterday I went to go to Trader Joe's.
1: Oh my god! In order you go. to
0: get coffee creamer,
1: <laughs> and you decided to get elderflower lemonade. Yeah.
0: Well, so because. I have untreated ADHD. (laughs) Uh, What happened was that I went to get coffee creamer and these chocolate croissant things that my friend told my friend, Amanda told me about. And um, I, when I was walking over to get the coffee creamer, I saw the lemon, lemon elderflower lemonade. And I was like, that sounds tasty. And then I completely forgot the coffee creamer. So I have no coffee creamer.
1: But I do have this. Who needs coffee creamer when you have elderflower lemonade? <laughs> oh, no. Ah, this is really hard. Oh, no, I can't open my fancy bourbon. <laughs> I have to use the crappy bourbon. <laughs> no offense, fake Tennessee bourbon. Um, uh, dang it. How, how many, have you been? How many shots are you putting in yours? I'm not going to tell you <laughs> as many as I want <laughs> as many that are, as there are in this little bottle that I can't open with one hand. Um, so I have to say that there's been a little bit of a funny battle that's happening with uh, Christina. Oh, because mm-hmm. <laughs> I follow a certain comedian on social media and who is thoroughly convinced that the the title title town goes to uh green bay wisconsin
0: let's go ahead and back up this story for a moment and tell our dear listeners
1: what- I wore a shirt that said "State of Champions." No, no, no. And I was proud of it because we actually won something in my lifetime. And in that's- fact, we won two big things. Do not make this. Do not make this sound like
0: that's where this started.
1: It did. It did not because I just screamed we- into the phone. <laughs> <laughs> it it did. I'm going to have to put water on this bottle. I think oops, that'll help, right? There's so much sugar in this because it's sweet tea bourbon that I think it's solidified shut. <laughs> and in my science brand, I feel That's like this will... accurate, though. That's what happens. No,
0: so, okay, everybody. Here's the thing. Chrissy's about to
1: mansplain
0: my story. I'm going to mansplain Leah's story. Leah and I occasionally get competitive about football because she supports Georgia. I do. And I support the Denver the best Broncos. Team. You may know, no, that these no. Two, these those these two are the, people first do of not. All, play Georgia
1: is not an NFL team. <laughs> Let's back I that up. I know, you quick. support Georgia
0: In as NFL, your like main I'm team. Going. Yeah, I'm my right. main team is the Denver Broncos. These people do not play each other. <laughs> no, <laughs> however, the Falcons don't make it that far. And and as we, I said, we have we have somehow made it into a competition between these two teams anyway. And
1: I don't think I brought the Falcons into it at any stage. You didn't. It's always been Georgia. <laughs> Who is better? Which Georgia we beat or, your or the team. Denver Broncos.
0: <laughs> but this. Not, it's an illogical fight
1: that's, not, that's a stupid fight it doesn't it's just that's what i've been saying it doesn't make but any Leah will sense me
0: leo will send me all <laughs> sorts of like here's why georgia is amazing <laughs> and then i'll be like yes but the denver broncos won super bowls
1: and <laughs> which is <laughs> not the same sure, it goes and, back and she'll be like the falcons are bad and i'm like i know <laughs> <laughs> And then I'll tell her. And then which, she'll by late. the way, it's captured on the internet that you did not care that your baseball team had won the World Series. You can't even basketball claim that team. my basketball team, whatever basketball the
0: NBA championship, you didn't even care. I wasn't all that excited about it until and it's forever you captured. Have you have been. Sure. saying stuff about it and now I, I almost bought a shirt yesterday oh my dear to wear in front of, but so I wanted you to know guess what I'm wearing right now in your honor
1: a Georgia shirt I don't no. know my Peyton Manning jersey I hate you I hate you I'm hanging up right now the podcast is over we're done the podcast is officially done the one connection <laughs> that we do have between college and the freaking NFL are the years That Peyton Manning tortured me (laughs) at the University of Tennessee for many, many years. Before he was a sparkle in Christie's eye, he was destroying my life. And then he goes to the Broncos and she's like, he's the best thing in the world. And I have to listen to it to this day. And then he's like, I'm going to sell insurance. And I'm like, oh my gosh, get out of my life. You bumbling fool. (laughs) Go away. And then I found out there was another one. And in fact, there's three of them. There's three of them. Did you know there's there's, three of them? I did know, but Archie is like. Oh, he just went to a little team called Texas. No big deal, right? Oh because Georgia, yeah, Georgia doesn't play Texas. Oh wait. He was just an accountant. (laughs) Oh wait. Until next year. I'm going to die. I have to watch another round of these idiots.
0: Oh, you poor thing. I'm so sorry. Well, okay. In fairness, when we're playing college football, my team is Ohio State and they genuinely are a little bit. There's an actual competition there.
1: We did play them this time. It's slightly
0: more logical, but a lot of the time it's just, you know. Of Georgia State versus Denver <laughs> kind of competition. But let me
1: tell you, our dear listeners, and, and... I've said this over and over again: Do I lo- love Georgia? Yes, I do for sports, but generally, just love the South minus, you know, all the terrible bits. But right. like, you know, American by birth, Southern by the grace of God. <laughs> <laughs> I hate myself. So <laughs> I put up something about it not being tidal town or something and oh my gosh people from Colorado are like swifties well, like they they just descend upon It's the same. It because it's the same American as liking a talented music Colorado invites the grace of God. Oh my god. You're not even from there. I am too. She's what oh tell me about your college football team again. Uh,
0: my college football okay. team has nothing to do with where I was born and raised, which is Colorado. Mm-hmm. My mom is from Ohio and she was the one who made us root for Ohio State.
1: Let's, okay. Well let's, there was a lot of talk.
0: Because there's no there's no good Colorado team. I'm sorry, my Colorado friends. <sighs> I really am sorry. I we cannot be in denial about this any longer.
1: I can't Our protect Colorado you. I can even protect teams
0: or football are terrible and, and they're they're not getting better.
1: Oh okay. Deion
0: Sanders is not going to help. <laughs> Maggie, if you're listening, you heard it here first. I'm sorry. It's just it's an unreasonable thing to expect.
1: <laughs> oh, I don't know. It's Tidal Town. Why don't you get that one too? So I'm not the one who said it. Sports Center is the one who said it. <laughs> well, people from Wisconsin have an actual park that's called title town. so People
0: from Wisconsin haven't had a title since
1: 2010 you looked it up I looked it up of course I did <laughs> you were mad at me you're like I can't believe you're thinking about this I was like I wasn't until this dude started saying it on the internet and then now she's looking it up anyway it's welcome fine. to theology
0: on the rocks where today we're arguing about sports <laughs>
1: <laughs> a thing that we don't really do <laughs> But whatever it's because i can't open this are you still trying to get your bourbon open i can't because i have to talk to you so i have to hold the phone and then can can you please tell our lovely viewers listeners viewers whatever if you're viewing me right now you would be laughing well, someday
0: someday we'll do a video experience and people will just die
1: they will because it's just a bumbling <laughs> Like their their thing, so I'm gonna try one last time to open this. Okay, and I uh, will so that I like... don't have to drink crappy bourbon,
0: uh, and then <laughs>
1: maybe you tell people what we're drinking and why. Yeah.
0: So, um, well, today we're actually drinking Beyonce's drink. It's not really Beyonce's drink. That's not at all trademarked. But uh, out of this uh, wonderful book of cocktail uh, recipes that are supposed to like be inspired by iconic women so today we're drinking the beyonce one and i just want you to know that this cocktail book comes with little like uh tales about the women um and it says here if america has a monarch it's beyonce (laughs) i I was like yep perfect (laughs) so it's uh it's lemonade and bourbon um we're supposed to pour into a mason jar, but I don't own a mason jar because I'm not that kind of hipster. Uh, so,
1: I mean, mine, well, I'm not going to say, I'm actually not going to endorse where mine came from. Never <laughs> mind. <laughs> uh, but but yes, yeah, rest, yeah, so rest assured listeners, it was not because I'm a hipster that the place this came from. <laughs> Let's <laughs> just leave it at
0: that. <laughs> we decided to uh, honor uh, our Queen Beyonce. Uh, and also just generally we were excited about this cocktail um, and i got this book from my friend sandra so it's going to be featured more often some of those complicated recipes are not going to happen though there's somewhere you have to like like do a lot with eggs and that, that just feels like a real risky proposition <laughs>
1: I know, and eggs and a cocktail. I did open it, by the way. Oh, good. Yay! Congratulations. <laughs> so happy. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, so it's. I'm excited to drink this. I've never had a bourbon lemonade before. Or maybe, no, I feel like I've always done bot- I think you lemon. probably
1: have. I think it's called something else.
0: Oh, is it? Maybe it is. Listeners- oh, wait, no, it's
1: called a... Uh, it's- is it not like a, it's got a Southern name, maybe like a, I don't know, <laughs> like, like, how am I supposed to know? <laughs> like the Southern I don't, here
0: is supposed I, to be the one who tells us these things.
1: I'm not the expert on these things. Okay. So, all right. I'm, I'm ready. Let's, let's, take, right, her, let's take her. Cheerio. Cheerio. Cheers to this. Thank you, Queen Bee. Mm. Oh, that's pretty good. Oh, I'm not mad at that at all. Yeah,
0: that's nice. I'm I'm going to drink that too fast. So same. be excited for this one.
1: <laughs> Guys, I made my own lemonade, just so you know.
0: We <laughs> have followed the recipe, actually, that's because good. she had lemon juice. Thank you, Stuart.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, not my goodness. Good. Hey, I wanted to... Oh, uh, rant- Beethoven's braiding the liquor cabinet. Sorry, go, <laughs> go for it. Sorry. I wanted to
0: rant about more things we saw on the internet today
1: oh my gosh guys i went on to twitter you'll be happy to know for five seconds because i was <laughs> contemplating what we should talk about tonight and then i saw christy i saw two things one was christy <laughs> being really sad about the format and <laughs> the band and then two yeah. i saw someone going crazy about john piper and i didn't understand
0: uh let me and tell so you christy's
1: gonna tell you about the second one Because it should be known that I immediately got off Twitter and regretted that decision.
0: As you, I mean, reasonable people do. Here's the thing, though, is that this, I, I, so I know there's a lot going on with the Southern Baptist Convention, and it's stirred up a lot of emotions, and there's a lot. I'm
1: I'm better this week. I (laughs) mean,
0: like we already yelled about that last week, Um, but I don't really, I, because I couldn't handle like figuring out why this popped up but this old article of john pipers has come back into the foray and this thing is from it's i don't even want to call it an article it's like from his website he answered people would write in with questions and he would answer them it's from 2013
1: why you so you don't know why it came back up in people's i mean i think it's people's consciousness i think
0: people are just mad about all of oh. the, you know. Okay. All of the, all of the, but being
1: alive right now, just being alive right
0: now. Yes. Alive right now.
1: Uh, we're really
0: night. hoping that the orcas just take over <laughs> and fix <laughs> what's going on. <laughs> I was
1: like sitting here on Twitter, like, what should we talk about? Because we're just streaming articles about the orcas killing people. And tomat- <laughs> my
0: my Twitter <laughs> is ninety percent either about the orcas or about that submarine got... like <laughs> uh, we can't that oh, makes me just no. all well, anyway but it's but nice. it peeking through all of that was people <laughs> re-rehashing this so the question that somebody asked to John Piper was would a pastor who uses a biblical commentary written by a woman be placing himself under the biblical instruction of a woman? If so, would this not go against Paul's instruction? Let me just tell you. Go against
1: what Paul's first
0: Paul's instruction in First Timothy. All right, well, to, right, whatever. That. Again, we can we can point you to many a person who has clearly, expertly, concisely explained why that verse is actually not going against women teaching, but. The problem isn't so much that is that in John Piper's answer, what he actually says is that it's okay to use a commentary written by a woman because she's not physically in your presence and it's (laughs) physical presence of a woman. That is the problem. And he compares it to his analogy is a difference between a drill sergeant and a city planner And he says, basically, a woman can't be a drill sergeant because then she would be in your face telling you what to do. But if you're driving along the roads and they happen to be planned out by a woman, it's essentially not your fault. What in the world? (laughs) So if you are listening to a pastor... Who has used a commentary written by a woman. It's like you have a woman city planner because she's not really there and you don't really have to be under her authority. Why
1: would you read it if you didn't think she was teaching well, and then one of the something? Isn't the best, that what a commentary is?
0: One of the best slash worst quotes about this is that he's like, it's not so much. I, I hate that I had to pull this back up again. I'm sorry. Um,
1: <laughs> This is why Twitter's bad. I've told you. I know because
0: I, I, when this came out in 2013, I remember screaming about it a lot. And if any of my former students are out there listening to this, they'll remember me screaming about this a lot back then. But he, he says in here that it's not so much that he doesn't think women are smart. He says something like, it's okay. Oh, well, that's nice, isn't it? (laughs) He says, it's okay if women have thoughts.
1: Oh, thank you. Well, thanks. A dick what a dick <laughs> so
0: it's it's our bodies that are the problem Leah oh this is I mean just wildly horrific in so many different ways like first obviously the sexism like let's not discredit the sexism but even apart from that like nothing about this is
1: like biblical
0: biblical at all <laughs> it, it's in it's incredibly gnostic because it's saying that our bodies yeah. are What's simple the yeah. like, mm-hmm. and and that you know it's not so much that women have brains but that they have bodies that's the problem i mean it's just the
1: grossest thing in the world it's so oh. gross and it's also like it's the stuff that I call it a uh, theological like hula hooping. It's what people try to do when they like, they're like, Oh, like, I don't like this about the social. I talk about this about theology. Like, I don't like this thing about the social world. So let me go to the Bible to figure out how I can make it into something yes. about the Bible. And it's yeah. like, Oh, I want to be able to use. And-, and then what they do is they contradict themselves. And then yeah. they have I mean, to this find
0: is so illogical.
1: The, the right because he wants to use this commentary or he wants to tell someone they can but then he's got he can't let like he can't means. learn from a
0: woman right
1: so it has to be it has to be that her body
0: is i mean and you know he actually believes this is that it is her body the body is the thing that makes it sounds stumble. like
1: it's his problem it is it is exactly it's, like it's like when my we pants just kept talking about how he can't be in a room alone with a woman. I wanted yeah. to be like, Well, I'm pretty sure women don't want to be in a room alone with you either, sir. Right. I mean like, there, unless you're
0: unless you're not taking into account at all what the woman wants,
1: this is dangerous. <laughs> I'm right. Every time I go in a room and I see some white haired short guy, I'm like, you know what? You no, know, it'd be great. I can't I can't. I can't, just can't control can't, myself around these very old politicians. Right? I'm like, here we go. And oh, if there's any old older short white haired men out there, we love you. But let me tell you, Mike Pence gives me vibes that I feel like would fill a room. Absolutely. And I don't think he needs to worry about um I don't think he needs to worry about it at all. A woman jumping him no. personally. Yeah.
0: Anyway, that's Ugh.
1: that's the rage speaking.
0: That's yeah, I just
1: I mean, and then I
0: was like, please take me back to Orca, to tic- Twitter because I
1: can't believe that this man is in... Maybe we can get John Piper and Mike Pence on a boat and <laughs> see if they want to get... They feel like the kind of folks who would want to go visit the Titanic. Again, not to bring that up. <laughs> again, because that's also terrifying and we wish them well, although I don't know. Did they find them yet? I don't think... No, they're but alive. they're definitely dead. Like yeah, I don't think they're alive. So, R.I.P. I actually do feel RIP, I know, and I... Uh, you know
0: condolences
1: to their family and all that I mean horrible horrible way to go I mean ugh. but let's send them on a boat and they don't have to do that though we can send them wherever they can go to the triangle if they want I don't care we can banish them to the island with Augustine they can go to the island but we're going to have to get past the Orcas before they get to, <laughs> the, have the, to get past the
0: Orca's. also I don't think that Augustine and John Calvin are going to be all too pleased with them
1: <laughs> God if John Piper and John Calvin met and they didn't like each other <laughs> It's what a is- battle of
0: the Johns.
1: John Bar would be like, but I really like you. Yeah, I don't like you.
0: John Calvin's mm-hmm. like, get away from Chuck me. John Calvin's
1: like, ew. Remember <laughs> that time you talked about women's bodies? Stop <laughs> that it. Is really creepy. It's creeping me out. Augustine's <laughs> like, do you want to do some penance over here? We've got coconut shells that you can lay on this.
0: Gustav, like, let me teach you about what you do when you're thinking too much about those women's bodies. It's gonna hurt.
1: It's gonna hurt. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! And then John Cobb's like, "Why am I still here?" <laughs> I'm sorry, John Cobb. I'm sorry. I take it back. got <laughs> I, like I changed the rules on you It was either gonna be John Cobb though, or Gustavo. So man, that's. I like... mean, I, oh, I'm gonna save Gustavo every time. That's yeah. Just how it's oh. gonna be. All right, John Cop. I mean, maybe he can influence them in a positive way. Hopefully, he's there to to mentor them and to bring them back to the Lord. Also, in Hinduism, can't you get out of hell? You can like reincarnate out. So maybe we could have a like a rehabilitation for the islands, like, and then I mean, yeah, or a like purgatory. You know,
0: they just yeah. off some of those sins.
1: <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> Boom. Good luck. Well, but but Christy and I, because. (laughs) I don't
0: know. Where'd you go? Are you still there? I'm here. Are you here? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) I got
1: got an amber alert. Oh no! I know. I know. Uh, I I heard a buzz, and then I was
0: like, "What happened?"
1: I know. If I disappear, it's because someone called me or because of that damn alert. <laughs> um, someday, someday. Oh, excuse me. I just, wow. You're right?
0: <laughs> Someday we'll have uh, money set aside in the coffers to like edit
1: things, but that is not. <laughs> nah. I think it's. I think it's better this way. I don't want to edit stuff. It's so tedious. We've been edited for too long.
0: That's right.
1: John Piper.
0: No more censoring.
1: You have to listen to all 2 hours of us. Talk. <laughs> Speaking of, yeah. yeah, kind of. Um we are almost done with our history. It only took us 8,000 are... episodes. It's so much, but you know, it's good for us. It is. It is good and, you know, we have to make drinks and, and open bottles and stuff. It's, <laughs> uh, my weak women wrists, I can't hardly well, do it.
0: Um, and ironically, our topic today is connected to this idea of bodies.
1: There was the connection. I knew it was there. You told it to me earlier. It's a seamless transition, really. (laughs) really, I sent out a thing to my friends. I mostly have friends who are like organized, fun people. And I'm the one that is not at all. (laughs) Like I have two modes. It's like business mode and then 98%. in wine mode, and i that's 98% of my life. And so I was like, Chris was like, Here's the trans the, the connections, and I was like, Oh, that is a good connection. And then I immediately forgot it
0: <laughs> immediately. immediately. See, the helpful part is that I don't separate my modes, I have
1: my wine mode. You do, like, you can intersect. Yeah, I can't. It, my brain doesn't work that way. I can't. If it's yeah. either off or on, and if it's on, then it's like I had a real intense. I wrote most level. of my
0: PhD. Dissertation while drinking mimosas. Like so. I couldn't
1: do it. I didn't drink for like eight months. at The end of my PhD. Oh
0: gosh, no wonder you were suffering. So
1: <laughs> well, I didn't. I was waiting to see what you were about to say there. <laughs> I was suffering so for multiple reasons, but yeah, I know. See, I yeah, I'm either either on or off. So she was like, "Yeah, that is a good connection." I was like, "All right, cool." Um, yeah. So it that, so it is the body connection. Oh, is there anything else you wanted to say about John Piper? I didn't know. No, don't want... just
0: that it's terrible and gross and skeezy, and I hate it.
1: I'm going to send him one of my books. I don't know which one. <laughs> probably the Bad Theology. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: a good one to send him. Yeah. I
1: know. I feel just like it's end up being used as like a revenge
0: tool. <laughs> you can send him this one, and then and whenever the next one comes out.
1: When does the next one come out? Come out? I don't know. It's got to be submitted in December. So okay. probably uh so sometime in twenty twenty four, probably yeah, like probably like early, I would say like maybe five, February, February yeah. so
0: so yeah, so send him bad theology now and then bad theology two comes. He might but he might be in the cycle. <laughs> I gotta see what he says. <laughs> and then about COVID. and then when you do bad thre-
1: bad theology three. <laughs> oh lord. <laughs> I've set my, I've set my sails. I know which way I'm going. Um, so we, so we almost completed our history and I did want to uh, do a further thing. Cause again, we picked and choose bits that we knew about. It wasn't necessarily that we like or dislike anything. It was just that this was stuff we'd studied. And one thing that I did study uh, when I was in Scotland, especially was uh, disability theology Mm-hmm. Uh, which is sees itself in that sort of liberation realm, I would say. Um, yeah. And the book that I first read was called The Disabled God by Nancy Island. And um, we put up on our uh, Instagram. So Christy did. Thank you, Christy. Yeah. We can give shout outs. <laughs> Christy. That. Um, but also, uh, yeah, so her whole, her whole thing is, she uses a lot of kind of common imagery that we've seen throughout the liberation folks, like the idea of uh, Jesus kind of having a broken body and that being the source of kind of salvation and that kind of thing. And also just this idea that, you know, uh, one of the bits that I appreciated the most was that actually we have ailments or I think, I can't remember the word she uses. Uh, they're not ailments. They are, but something along those lines. And that actually the disability part comes in to the rest of society uh, making kind of normative assumptions about body. And um, Iceland uh, lived with uh, crippling Quite literally, diseases throughout her life. And uh, so she was writing very much from a personal perspective there. But this idea that, you know, being deaf isn't a disability, it's the fact that people don't know uh, sign language, where that's the disability part. Um, It's, oh, yeah. And it's not that I'm in a wheelchair and I'm disabled. The the disability is actually that you don't have ramps. So it's like society. again, we're focusing in on this idea of society being the sort of creator of this world. And in her mind, it's created a world that causes people with certain ailments to be disabled um, because of the way that it's set up, basically, and and how we're taught and that kind of thing. So... Uh, and so you see that with her and there's other people um, who pick it up, but we see it a lot uh, in the Scottish context where we both studied. Mm-hmm. You guys haven't got that so far. you <laughs> are studied there. Um, and you get folks like John Swinton, who uh, is a friend um, who wrote a blurb for the back of my book, which was awesome. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. And he's at Aberdeen in Scotland and, and he was a, a nurse, by trade and then uh, I would say glutton for punishment <laughs> because my mom's a nurse decided to go and do another you know career and so he he got a PhD in um, that's theology but he used that kind of nursing background and he talks a lot about, about dementia and I uh, you know Alzheimer's and that kind of thing that was that's really a big focus of his and, and he goes around and he sort of talks about experiences that he had in the hospital and this idea of you know the older generations and even the younger ones if you get early onset and this idea that just because you can't remember yourself god still remembers who you are yeah. um which i think is a really like that's beautiful beautiful poignant kind yeah. of thing and that actually um you know a lot of his books are talking about very because he's a practical theologian woo and he's talking about how you can like you know still have services and let people worship um if they have these kinds of kind of degenerative uh issues you know make it short, make the service shorter you know make it more comfortable to sit uh, mm. sing popular songs i remember my grandma got um a version of dementia and she couldn't speak anymore uh, but she was still like walking around like you know a human you wouldn't know but she could she lost that bit of her brain and but we would go to church and she could still sing songs it was crazy like it isn't that crazy yeah
0: it's like I mean you hear those stories sometimes when you're thinking about either Alzheimer's or dementia patients who there's still something that can trigger memories and it's either like music it's you know feels like a lot of times it's that creative stuff that's still there and i know it's like largely because it's a different part of your brain but
1: yeah um, i mean it's the it's it's all yeah. physical i mean again we don't well i don't know anyway I but, don't, yeah, um, I'm not, but i do know that yeah there's like her speech stuff was not the same stuff that was her walking right stuff. so she could still walk she you know and so it was but all that to say he's really um he's written a lot about it. And so the UK has really picked up a lot of the liberation stuff, you know, Anthony Reddy Mm -hmm. uh, doing black theology from the British point of view. And so you see a lot of that coming out too, which is again, a shout out to our place of education. Yeah. I, um, likewise also studied
0: and not quite as in depth because it came on a little bit later in my, um, program or in my, my dissertation, but, um, I did study a little bit of uh, disability theology, in, um, especially in light of um, Sharon Betcher.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: who wrote uh, um, kind of a lot about the ways that uh, being disabled intersects with different other types of marginalization, like racism or sexism and things like that. Uh, And primarily because my work was on trauma and uh, talking about the ways that we understand God within the trauma that we suffer and also that we have to uh, not erase those traumas. Mm. Um, One of the things that Betcher talks quite a bit about is that to have conversations about disability, um, saying things like, you know, uh, in heaven, you'll have a perfected body. Or um, trying to do other things to make it seem like that person no longer has a disability, or to take away from it, or hide it, or something. She says is very akin to what we used to do with racism, and mm-hmm. like we can be colorblind—that um, it's really removing the identity of a person and. Uh, getting back to not understanding what makes us who we are in actuality. Our experiences and the things about us that include our bodies, because we can't actually just be floating orbs in the middle of the air. (laughs) Sorry, John Piper. Sorry, John Piper. But like, (laughs) if we're actually people walking around in physical bodies, then those physical bodies are also part of like how we interact with the world, so you know, you and I interact with the world as women, um, and we know certain things are true about our life and our experiences because of that. And other people do it because of, you know, um, their race or again their disability. And she was like, to to try to erase or cover it up or whatever is is not helping that person, and it's actually erasing who they are, um, which I I found really profound. In my own studies, and especially with how she links it to things like post-colonialism um, and the desire to not just uh, kind of go back to before colonial things, colonization happened, um, but to understand that it's now a different society. You know, you can't you can't decolonize a place,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, and and that that would be. Um, not a real understanding of what's gone on and the newness, the, the things that have happened that have changed things. And even she's, you know, she says that even there's some positive things that you don't want to erase from those things, you know.
1: Yeah, I've read a little bit on colonialization and I didn't ever understand that part where people were like, there's what is it? The not neo, what is it? Well, maybe it is decolonizing, like, yeah. So, this idea that you could go back, and I'm like, how do you do that? Yeah, and you
0: can't. I mean, I, in my humble opinion, you can't.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, I just um, don't know how you would, it, like, yeah,
0: if it's been like generations. If you're looking at places that are dealing with colonization in a very, very real way, uh, which much of the United States is also, but, um, you can't just say, okay, let's just pretend like none of this colonization happened. Let's reinstate the civilizations that we had before and like live in those ways. It's just not gonna happen. And it's and it's not even really a productive conversation. Um, and so post-colonialism has a much more kind of inclusive, how can we like bolster the parts of our old society? Mm-hmm. Um, how can we honor those things? and also include the new things that we have and the new aspects and also all of the scars that we have from colonization. How can we identify those things? Uh, Shelly Rambo who does trauma theology uh, talks about, she has this great um, section in her book that's called, oh no, like, I've read this book 7,000 times. Should I just
1: start singing Lemonade by Beyoncé? Yeah.
0: (laughs) Just start belting it out. My Uh, dad, uh,
1: Alabama. My Louisiana. (laughs) Um, Not going to say the next
0: slide. You make Uh, Resurrecting Wounds. Is that what it's called? I think that's what it's called. That's your world. I don't know. Uh, (laughs) Yes. Resurrecting. Resurrection Wounds. Resurrection Wounds um resurrecting wounds living in the aftermath of trauma afterlife life of trauma sorry um she talks about the scene between thomas and christ um in the upper room after uh christ uh is resurrected and like the idea that we always make it seem like thomas is this like horrible person for doubting this absolutely crazy thing that happened (laughs) I was going to
1: say, I do have a little sympathy for Thomas. I Right. Yeah. And
0: she's like, and, and, and Christ does not condemn him. It's not He's not like, how dare you? And we kind of read that into it because we're so comfortable with the idea. And it's been part of our lives for so long that we're like, how dare he? But she says that instead Christ uh, brings Thomas to touch the wounds, to inspect the wounds. He's like, hey, the wounds are still here. I'm still me I'm still the guy you knew and just back to life now and that this um, kind of invitation in is she's she's saying that it's like demonstrating that this is where we connect with God as well as that God and people God and humanity connect within the wounds and then going back into that disability theory that um, those aspects of us that are broken and, um, And especially for those who are disabled that like this is where we can also connect with God in some ways but not in a way of like hoping for a perfected body later or or something because Jesus didn't get a perfected body he still had the wounds so like we have to give up that idea it's really um yeah it's a it's a really I think important interesting conversation to be had Yeah. And
1: it circles back to the rest. I think the common theme we saw with the liberation folks is this idea that, you know, we, we are born this way and we are set up in a society that favors certain bodies Mm -hmm. and that we shouldn't just say, Oh, that person has X, Y, and Z, whether, you know, it's (laughs) boobs or, uh, darker skin or um you know different sexuality or whatever that they are they were born that way that they you know are somehow lesser than and I think that's one of the things we see with liberation folks is that they're just like you know this is and also this idea of fixing yeah I, I constantly um find myself when I'm dressing up for something uh how do you dress up to give a presentation at AAR or whatever? And I always say, okay, well, I'm going to wear my black pants. And mm-hmm. then I'm going to wear my jacket. And then mm-hmm. like a shirt where I'm fully covered. And you may say, okay, well, that's a professional look. But when I look in the mirror, what am I dressing like?
0: You're dressing you know, like a man. yeah, Like a
1: man. Yeah.
0: And uh, my our, our good friend Meg, who we've referenced before, uh, Meg McDonald and I did a whole presentation in Scotland on this idea of um, dressing to highlight who we are instead of just dressing to fit in and we were like get rid of all the tweed <laughs> Oh gosh, I need a tweed suit though I'm I know very- I, here's the thing I do love me some tweed and I feel like we both could rock some tweed but it'd be uh, so hot really we hot. talked about like you know like wearing bright lipstick or having certain colors in your hair um, and like the ways that we communicate who we are through our fashion, and the thing is, like when we dress for AR or whatever, and we put on these professional outfits, we are trying to communicate something. Like we're trying to say, like I am a serious scholar. I know what I'm talking about, and especially because of who we are, like that is something that we have to work a little harder to show people. Um, but why can't a professional scholar have purple hair? Uh, Like my hair color has
1: nothing to do with how smart I am. Right. You know, and then no one should try to fix that Yeah, because we've been, I mean, we talked about the boxes last week. Yeah. We're being forced to fit into these boxes and quite frankly, I'm really sick of it. And they're terrible boxes. They are. And 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 they're so limiting. It's taking away the responsibility of us, you know, Mm -hmm. for, for us to step up, like yeah. we have to. I mean, did my church growing up have a ramp? I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Like, well, and and that's on that's on me a little bit. Like, and yeah. people don't. They're like, well, but I can't help that I was born. Blah. blah, blah. That's not the point they're trying to make. Mm-hmm. They're they're saying you don't have to fix us. Yeah. And in fact, take us seriously in the way that we are, in the way that we were created. Right. You know, and saying that
0: you know, again, our bodies are important, but the differences in our bodies do not have different values of who we are as humans.
1: hundred percent. And part of the stories and the stuff that I write and the stuff that I speak about, I wouldn't have had those experiences without the body that I was born with and mm-hmm. all of the things that I was born with, you know, all yeah. of the different, I always tell my students, you know, show me, show me a perfect brain. Because I, yeah. sure, I sure as heck haven't seen one, you know, I mean, and it's like one of those things where it's like, it's almost performative. It's this idea that um, people are performing in this way that they think is how historically it's, it, it's properly done. Mm-hmm. And I think what these authors are saying is, you know, we don't need to perform anymore. You know, we, don't. We, don't, yeah. we don't need to do that. Yeah, Sorry, and I'm, I think that, I'm ranting, I'm ranting now. I think that's <laughs> probably, that's probably the bourbon, <laughs> or just righteous anger. It's just
0: righteous. Things. I mean, we're just constantly throwing those tables. But I mean, it, but it, even
1: but even what I just did there, Christy, did you hear it? I just was like, oh well, it's just the bourbon. No, I'm pissed no, off. No, it's I've not. Been yeah. pissed off. I was pissed we off. before be pissed off. And it's like, but but that's another thing that women do is we correct mm-hmm. ourselves and we say, oh, you know, I'm I shouldn't have said that or. Whatever. Yeah. Oh gosh. Well, and it's, yeah, it's women <laughs>
0: and it's people of color. Yes. We yep. have the masking that various people do and the code switching and all of the things that we all do to try to fit into the society. And the thing is, it's like, not nobody's, I'm not advocating that I'm going to go to AAR in November and, and like go present in shorts and flip flops. Like, that's not what I'm saying. And that's not what you're saying. But like, <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. see. I'm, i am I- good I, I have- did show up once when it was in San Antonio uh, several years ago. And um, I didn't think that I was going to anything. So I went and got some margaritas. And then my friend was like, hey, I'm at this presentation. You should come. And so, like, two solid margaritas in and wearing shorts and flip flops, I like marched into this presentation. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't know. <laughs> but- the, the,
1: the kind of running joke is that I've, I, So forever, so AAR is our big conference. We reference it all the time, American Academy of Religion. I have worked at really nice universities that we've talked about, and I've been trying to get a paper into AAR (laughs) for what has to be a solid decade and never got a paper accepted. I had someone who was in charge of a unit, which is one of the things you submit papers to, to help me with the paper to submit for their unit it is the most baffling thing and i me. didn't even get it and, he, and he, it was a he he was in charge of it,
0: like the just the absolute nonsense so for all of our friends out there who are listening who are like i'm not getting such and such accepted it's you're fine you are totally fine because stuff doesn't accept, get accepted for the dumbest reasons like who knows what's going on but leah what is your big news this oh, year? Oh, my big
1: news. I got a paper accepted. You got
0: a paper in. We're very excited. We're going to gonna throw a party.
1: We're going <laughs> to. And you know, it's going to be the best party because it's the, uh, so I usually try to get in with the practical theology people or like, you know, sometimes like your crowd, my crowd. Yeah, my crowd, yeah. theology and culture, you know, about human beings and what they're doing, <laughs> that group, um, and I've never gotten anything in. I did try with a couple of systematic groups. Clearly they saw I've it. never gotten I saw right, right, I've right. presented several times at AAR, not to brag, but <laughs> she did. I saw her last year. She presented on Buffy. I left <laughs> my practical theology group to come, see, to come see you present and then I had to run out.
0: <laughs> um, but like I always present in the arts and literature or the pop culture and theology panels and like so like the fun stuff. I yeah, the fun stuff. So I was always like, Leah. Just come to the dark side, come over here, present stuff that's fun.
1: Which I, I was, on the <laughs> which I was well on the way. I think I tried like the ethnography group because I do a lot of that, and they were just mm. like, Nope. And I was like, My gosh, am I I'm awful? I got people to read it, I got like, <laughs> and I they were just like, No, that's totally fine. And then, but anyway, but no, I finally got in. And it's the gay men and religion group. And I am so (laughs) freaking excited (laughs) that I got into that group. I like it, just feels so like, um, finally appropriate. Appropriate, And and also, finally, because my next book, I'm gonna be talking about not the bad theology one, but um, another one on conversion therapy. Um, and why it's bad, and why it's bad. I always say. don't think they would have let me in otherwise, but, <laughs> but um, so I'm going to be talking about that and getting, and, and really it's going to be kind of a, uh, hopefully a throw around session where I can get ideas from that group for the, yeah. Board.
0: So, and that's the best part about AR really is when you get to just like start brainstorming with people and, and get better ideas or get new names or whatever. I mean, it's really less, I think that what I have for a long time kind of taken away from AR is it's less about like trying to impress people because you're not going to. Uh, And more about like, what can I get out of this? How can I reinvigorate myself? How can I get new ideas? How can I like reignite that passion for theology? There's no better place to do that than by like popping into that hip hop and theology session and like hearing the most fascinating papers about what's going on in this very specific culture and like realizing how much amazing work is out there. That's being done. That's like so different from the work that we're
1: doing, you know? Oh, a hundred percent. And I think some people do that. Some people don't. Some people stick to their corners and I understand that too. It's a big event. There's like thousands of people and it can be quite overwhelming. Um, if you go to it, but like, I really do like, I want to, I always say one of the most fascinating uh panels i ever went to was on psychology and religion, which, you know, I did get a degree in psychology, albeit a bachelor's, but you know, it's <laughs> yeah. still, a, but I, you know, you're still I'm, there. I, it's still there. It's not going anywhere. I popped in and they were time out doing brain scans of religious and not religious people when they prayed and it was,
0: oh, prequel- sounds- yeah
1: fascinating and it was awesome and I awesome yeah I, I mean well I, I went it, to a I paper again no but no I like, but... I like to listen to it yeah uh,
0: I went to a, a paper once and the guy had done a whole like study and report on the religious modes and the, the like religious aspects of biker gangs Whoa! it was amazing like he was talking about like hierarchies and like the demonstrations of various beliefs through their actions and the, like different rules that they have all this. I learned so much about so many things.
1: It that's, was... that's why I'm excited about that. And honestly, that's why I like going to your Buffy paper. You know how much I've actually used, and this is not just cause you're my friend, but also I talked to people. It was like, cause my husband's really big into like, sci-fi and fantasy and it was like one of the first times where we were like we can talk about yeah
0: and i mean there's so many things there's a a book series through lexington press that's on pop culture and theology and they do a whole bunch that's what my um lost in theology book is is coming through but they've got tons they've got star wars they've got star trek they've got breaking bad um they do a lot with the Marvel comic. I mean, there's just so much stuff. It's really fascinating. You're kind con- of,
1: you're converting me. You're making me leave my <laughs> anthropological Your roots of dealing beloved with practical theologians. I know it's and, and one. Although Heather, again, <laughs> Heather, Heather, who I think may put out a restraining order against us, sunset. Um, <laughs>
0: She's she, very used to this happening with me. <laughs>
1: yeah, she she actually does toe the line between. Uh, arts, literature, and she uh, like Eth- ethnography, basically. Yeah, yeah,
0: she does amazing work with autoethnography as well, which is
1: so, kind of so, hard. Stuff. so
0: hard. It's so hard, uh, yeah, yeah. It's rough, so,
1: we're coming but... up to 54 minutes. We had another thing we were going to do with CD, yes. but I think we can do that next time. No, let's do
0: it today. I've been really excited.
1: Okay, but it may take a minute. That's okay. I mean, okay, we I think we're okay. All right. Well, I'm going to open. So, guys, look. If
0: I learned anything from looking at our stats, it's that our almost two-hour-long podcast last week is our most popular one. So, oh,
1: cool. Well, that's good.
0: That's good. I'm just saying, let's not
1: cut it short. All right, that's good for you guys. So, um, (laughs) we're just going to keep drinking and having fun. So, one of the things that uh, was inspiring once I got past John Piper was on Twitter. Christy was talking about the format, which is a band. And yeah. so I said, I have these two CD cases from high school, no, from college. Well, high school and college. Probably. High school and college, yeah. And I was, they've, they sit in my car and I've <laughs> never used them and I don't know what to do with them, but they remain in my car. So I said, what if we talk about uh, the Christian music scene that we kind of were into in college? Because we yeah. did share that part i think of our journey we did i I said i'm gonna open this up which especially the like
0: emo because like my i i love and adore the format they are not a christian band at all but i love and adore them but i was like hardcore into that very indie alt rock emo stuff and that is where christian music in the early 2000s thrived yes, for a while. It did, and, and it some did. of the bands
1: you didn't even know were Christian. You didn't even know, like
0: Switchfoot, yeah, did a lot of crossing over.
1: My Kelly Clarkson mm-hmm. CD is broken. Just, <laughs> up, 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 uh, I have a Chrome Donuts sticker in here. I'm not sure what that is, but that's fine. <laughs> okay, um, let's see. All right, I'll try to find my first. Christian band. Uh, We're not word zero so far, but that's fine. I got a lot of Weezer. Oh, you'll be happy to have the Beatles.
0: Oh, good job. Which
1: one? I don't know. Uh, Just a a, probably like a greatest hits. Oh, okay. Here's one thing. Man, I take really good care of these CDs. I've got like the little things behind them and everything.
0: I Um, I did a really good job of storing my CDs, but they've been living in a box in a
1: basement for quite some time now. So, I, there's two bands that I, okay. um, punk rocked for the Hopeless Romantic. Oh, my gosh. it oh was God. so sweet. Okay, I have, <laughs> now I'm dead inside. So, um, Ludacris, <laughs> who became Norma Jean, but were Ludacris first, and they were a Screamo band. Did you do, or not Screamo, they may have been just full Scream. I don't know if they were even. I, I'm hard, sorry. Hardcore. They were Hardcore. I'm-
0: I need to back up. They were originally called Ludicrous, mm-hmm. like the rapper.
1: No, there's a T in there. I think they were worried. They were in Atlanta, so I think they were aware of what that might do. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, "What in the world?" And then they became Norma Jean. I have never heard of these people. Uh, well, Trip, Trip had heard of them on the other podcast. I'm gonna probably. have to look them up. I have two skillet CDs that have just popped up right Sport. beside Korn. my favorite skillet and Radio story Juliet.
0: my favorite skillet story is that the first year I was teaching undergrads and I was like a whole five years older than them uh but I felt very important <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't remember they they were asking me questions about my ma- my musical tastes and one of them was like do you like skillet and I said do you mean skrillex oh gosh <laughs> and they were like no skillet and I was like I'm pretty sure you're saying Skrillex wrong.
1: <laughs> I, oh, well, we know now from the first week that they are not they the are same not as Switchfoot. And the same. I might need to edit some of this. I have P.O.D. Did you listen to P.O.D.? Oh, I loved P.O.D. Yeah. My best
0: friend from high school, Ronalee, got me into P.O.D., I thought that they were the most amazing and I thought I was like so edgy and cool for loving them.
1: <laughs> and then they came out with whatever song that was. And then you're like, oh. I was like, oh no. Dr. Doolittle, the album. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, P.O.D. P.O.D. and Creed, right? I feel like that's a good combo. Creed. Put those two beside each other. right? Oh, she is. Cool Hand we were- Luke, you probably didn't hear Hanukkah either. I don't think. Probably nope. they were. Like they were the year, But well, that's because I was talking to you about them earlier this week. <laughs> Maybe that's.
0: <it. laughs> I'm like I've heard this before. Also, oh, isn't
1: this... it a movie? <laughs> For different reasons. Yeah. Yes, it is <laughs> a movie. Which I don't know how they got away with. That, to be honest. <laughs> uh, but I was I was big into the Oh Passion this Passion CD.
0: Oh passion. Oh yeah. Oh my god. You know what CD I had? Actually, I think it was a cassette tape. I'm not sure. It was right on the cusp there. It oh, was okay. Which
1: it one? was like I was this, waiting for you to tell it me. was like a
0: CD that was supposed to be like all songs to listen to while you read the Left Behind series.
1: Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, it was like a
0: soundtrack to the books.
1: Christy, that's crazy. <laughs> was it just like a bunch of screaming? It was <laughs> <laughs> oh my God.
0: It was like all about
1: like people getting
0: raptured and being left behind. and <laughs> so it was terrifying. It was a terrible CD. Oh, oh I wow like a hot minute though. I, I really think. hope you still got that. Song. I'm sure I do.
1: yeesh yeesh! I bet they made so much money off those books oh my god everybody had
0: them back in the day
1: I know I recently
0: Uh. my parents were cleaning out their house when they were moving and that whole we found that series like buried behind a bunch of stuff and
1: I wonder if it holds up like not theologically but
0: like (laughs) like literarily
1: yeah like I'm up in like 20 years people are gonna read Twilight and be like this is trash. I mean people read Twilight <laughs> and say that now. <laughs> oh, here we go. Guys, I actually enjoy Twilight. I had a good time. Christy, on the other hand, thinks it's trash. It is. <laughs> it is trash. Sometimes trash is enjoyable. It is. Sometimes it is good, good fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As I drink my drink. Uh, did you listen to Five Iron Frenzy? They were like a of course I did. Okay, cool.
0: Yeah, Five Iron Frenzy. We
1: I have other CDs. That's beside... um, Oh, you'll like this, Christy. Radiohead. uh, Hilton Thief. And also uh, Chinese bamboo flute music, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) And Ryan Adams. (laughs) So... Oh my god, yes. This is amazing. Uh, This is a lot. I told her I wouldn't open it until we got on here. This is amazing. I could have genuine... Genuine reactions to Leah's CD collection that's still in your car. It's still in my car. There's an ex-boyfriend CD in here as well.
0: Just ready and waiting. We used to make each other mixed CDs. Oh, yeah.
1: People. Yeah. There's some of those in here, too. There's one that says, do not listen to. Do not listen to. Please. But I don't, I don't know why. I don't please know why. Listen not- to it or report back. <laughs> I will. I'll let you know. Um, Pearl Jam, Aerosmith. See, I had a little mix.
0: Yeah, I was... I mean, I'm still fairly eclectic in my musical taste, but uh, do you have a Jars of Clay CD?
1: No, I didn't get into, like, the really, like... um, I was more into, like, the NDE stuff. Yeah, I mean, the Jars of Clay... I'm just gonna say this.
0: I feel like Jars of Clay is still amazing. Like, that one CD that they had, I don't... That one album... (laughs) But everyone is going to know what I'm talking about, except for I can't remember the name of it. Except for like, me. It's a fantastic album.
1: I maintain that. I mean, I believe you. I do have Wow
0: 1999.
1: Oh, the that Wow has, CDs. Like, I can't really say anything about to Clay because I have this. <laughs> Jackie Velasquez, Point of Grace. Stephen yeah. Curtis Chapman.
0: Oh, Stephen Curtis Chapman.
1: Rich Mullins. Do you have any
0: Michael uh,
1: W. Smith? <laughs> no, like I said, I wasn't, see, I was, all, I just like, I, I teetered in that evangelical world. I do yeah. have a, a Rock for Life CD, which I wasn't going to point out because <laughs> my thoughts have changed, but you know what? That's there. Just so we all know. have a past, Leo. We all have, have, have a past. Mix, <laughs> yo. Mix, yo. There we go. Oh, uh, DC Talk. Okay. See there you go. go. See Water deep, cool. enter the worship circle. It's very mainstream right there. It is, it is, it is right beside uh Tool. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is oh Leah's booty mix isn't yes. <laughs> Please bring that to, oh my, God. <laughs> to my birthday. Oh, Louis Giglia. Oh, wow. Yeah. Cause I used to go to 722 in Atlanta, the big mega church. I think Louis Giglia is like kind of the, the Southern uh, John Piper. I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I mean, and I mean that in the sense that I don't know if he has scandal around him. You guys can let me know. But yeah. he, he we, was very influential in that.
0: Area, we, we rely really on all of you guys to look the dirt on everyone that we mention because sometimes we know it and sometimes we don't.
1: I don't know. I've I went for like a year in 2001, <laughs> so if anything's happened post 2001, I don't know it. it. I don't know it. So, <laughs> and there's I've heard there's a lot of history that's come since then. Here comes the metric system. We were just talking about that. What a good name for a. A band. I wonder what they're up to these. <laughs> <laughs> do you ever think about
0: that? There was also this band called The Classic Crime. It's out yeah. of Seattle that um, I got into just after college. We actually we would go to their gigs all the time. they they did not have a big following so they were really small gigs so we made friends with them um, but they're they're still going. They do like um, living room concerts home the United
1: States I well that's good yeah I mean George of clay flood there you go boom was, there that, a big you go. was that a big one I <laughs> can't remember <laughs> <laughs> I mean I think it's good if they still go all the bands so I used to book bands for like coffee shops and whatnot in the old ATL and adjacent Rome Georgia just for funsies. And uh, so I met some of these folks through those through, and dated some of those folks through the years. Um, definitely have a type. And <laughs> so I married them. Um, so, but yeah, um, but some, yeah, yeah. none of them are really, well, some of them have gone on, actually have gone on to bigger things with uh, speaking of the format. Like, uh,
0: yeah. Uh. Leah, uh, <laughs> Leah has met one of because of the format. Lead singer is Nate Roos who went on to be in Fun, and then went on to do solo projects, and now kind of just does stuff. Um, on
1: Ooh, the side. Quite quietly, the Get Up Kids. Did you listen to them? No. So you. The Get no, Up Kids. The, the Get Up Kids. Cool indie songs and one U two song. <laughs> Do you remember when you two forced their album
0: on all of us? Yes. That was <laughs> Talk about a plan backfiring.
1: <laughs> I was so mad about it.
0: I was so mad about it. And my brother was like, you got a free album. Why are you mad? And I was like, because I
1: don't want it. <laughs> he was like, then delete it. And I was like, no, it's the principle of the thing. I know. It was. I had all those same feelings, which is not surprising. Also, but, I didn't know how to delete it. I couldn't get it off. Of my I don't spot. think you could delete
0: it. Yeah, I think it was like, there permanently there.
1: The perks of being a wallflower. Oh. Oh, Christy, I got a John Piper sermon. Throw it in the trash. Prayer week part two. Don't how burn it, to burning receive.
0: Seeds. It's not an enjoyable experience. The word of God.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Well, that's fine. That's amazing. Uh, guys, if you have amazing... Christian music that you want to reminisce about with us, please tell us about them.
1: Jennifer Knapp, and oh, yep. I'm only halfway through this, so we may I... we may have to stop. <laughs> we may have to we may have to do this at a get your sister to send you so we can go back and forth. Get your I'm, sister. Well, to... I'm
0: gonna pick them up when I go back to Colorado this summer. i
1: you send? Did, did you hear that? satisfying That massive flap? <laughs> Um, you should. Get her to take a picture or
0: something, yeah. I, no, I will. Uh, hey, so we have a little bit of a break coming up because oh, yeah, we're gonna be gone next week. We're
1: going to the beach, y'all.
0: Um, Leah's finally getting herself to the beach. My god, hopefully, uh, the rain will stop and the beach will be enjoyable for both of us. My beach is just here, but it's been raining for like Seven years.
1: Did you hear that humble brag, guys? Yeah.
0: That's what. That's what a humble brag. That's sounds. a humble brag.
1: My beach, which is my beach. my beach, which is here. My beach is here.
0: <laughs> um, but so we're we're gone for a week, but then we'll be back with excitement.
1: <laughs> you you did the like Tim Curry thing, the, the uh, rock, Rocky Horror the anticipation. Patient. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, ooh, what are we going to do? Also,
0: hopefully next week we'll have some ex- – or ne- not next week, but the week after. We'll have some exciting news for everybody regarding oh, yes. what's coming up.
1: Yes. We do have some events in the work. We're, we're kind we of do. in a little bit of purgatory right now, but hopefully there will be clarity. Clarity soon on the events. And we, you will, will find me at the Gay Men and Religion Section of AAR in San Antonio. You'll find me cheering her on at
0: that section.
1: Yay! And also, uh, probably drinking margaritas on the Riverwalk. Absolutely. <laughs> That's where you'll, if you'll find be us. in San Antonio. November, you will find us sometime, there. Sometimes no, again, this is a difference. <laughs> I'm like sometimes. Sometime, we'll sometime I don't
0: know what it is. <laughs> I don't either.
1: And also before Thanksgiving. And also AAR Southeast. If you're a student. Yep. Uh. uh a grad student or a undergrad, and you do religion. Please do send in um, a paper for that because I am in charge of student papers. So yeah, it'd be great to get some some good. We always get really. I'm. This is not me just saying this, but I'm amazed by some of the student papers because I feel like you try really hard when you're a student. You do, and them.
0: you have so much more interesting ideas because you haven't been like. Squashed <laughs> you're still watch, watching.
1: The perks of being a wallflower and you haven't
0: <laughs> had to like, do the world. Like, like, this is the one thing I do. And kind of, like, always doing that thing. You're still, like, figuring stuff out. And so it's, like, exciting. and.
1: Yeah. No, totally. You Well, you still have yeah. to. And it's not that we aren't because clearly we get very excited. But we also have to, like, deal with the trash that falls in as well. And also yeah. just, like, real life stuff. Like, me going and getting my prescription on the last <laughs> day so that I could get it. And, like, I feel like... When You're young, it's just like ideas and then sleep, and you, you need know. so much less sleep when you're
0: Gosh. young.
1: What, well, how did I live?
0: I, for real, I was so functional, I was so on functional. very little sleep and a trash diet.
1: Oh, terrible! I mean, that's not improved for me, no, but I was like that's <laughs> the
0: same, but now I'm
1: not functional. <laughs> no less than four pounds of macaroni and cheese when she was in Vegas. (laughs) That could be a story for another day. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Be
0: on the lookout for all of our posting about upcoming exciting events. And like I, we always say, go ahead and like, and subscribe and all of that stuff. We appreciate all of you so
1: much. And if you really do, thank you for listening to us be friends and enjoy and and enjoy what we do and and think back on our millennial lifestyles we'll continue with the i still have half a cd case and another one
0: i know this is going to be an ongoing series church history may be done but the cd case
1: (laughs) the cd case i'm gonna play some of these i wonder i'm gonna see what john piper has to say now that 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 i have a theology degree I'm going to listen to
0: you're going to listen. You're going to get so mad and we're going to rage about that next time.
1: Yeah. But, (laughs) but until then, until then, we'll We'll see y'all later. Bye. Bye.